0: something but i never asked so therefore you assume that i was gonna start the pod anytime and then i just I'm never just did, sitting and then... right
1: here on my phone just <laughs> scrolling away through nonsense
0: unbelievable yeah. welcome back to another episode of real talk jeff here brad what's going on dude
1: not a whole lot just uh every time one sports end kind of try and focus more on the other ones or the next one so baseball coming around tomorrow hockey and ba- basketball playoffs coming in soon so it's fun NFL off-swing is in full swing.
0: Talk to me about Texas.
1: Nope. You don't want to? Don't want to. Okay. But maybe the people are curious. No, I'm just hurt. It's just tough to lose like that. I really thought we were the best team in the tournament. Um, it just sucks, you know, going into a game like that. Miami's first, like, 14 points are in the paint, and our center's out with a bone bruise. Like, it's just like eating us right in the face, such a big player for us. And to have a 13 point lead at half and uh, that massive momentum shift on a, on a big foul call, you know, or a foul switch, it wasn't a big call till they switched the call. And it was, uh, yeah, momentum credit to Miami. That offense is elite and offense typically in sports has been winning recently, but, um, yeah, it was a tough pill to swallow. I really thought we were going to do it this year, but elite eight's fantastic. I'm a big advocate that just cause you don't win a championship doesn't mean your seasons failed. Um, although it was one day of massive heartbreak, they gave me two months of such exciting basketball, fun season. And, uh, ever since I've become a Texas fan, uh, it's been, it's been an interesting ride. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was out at a local bar in Michigan watching the Michigan hockey game versus Penn state. It was, a uh, frozen four game there the winner goes to frozen four and I was with Dan our co-host and uh, mm-hmm. we're sitting there and one tv is the Michigan game one tv is the Texas Miami game and uh, as soon as that one hit zero I just looked at Dan I'm like Brad's Brad's heartbroken right now
1: it, it was tough I literally I was like I was just sitting there I was playing video games for about an hour Turned it off, went and laid in bed under like three covers and just turned on some form of comedy on Netflix just to try and cheer me up. I mean, I did laugh a little bit and it wasn't like I went into a deep depression. You know, it was just a tough loss. I had quite a few beers in me. You know, I was anticipating the game and, um, I didn't, obviously it's never over, but you know, up 13, you feel like this is another game where Texas rolls. It's destined Texas versus UConn in the final four and, it was snatched away. Credit to Miami, I suppose. But I'm really glad Rodney Terry got a five year deal. But as much as the videos you maybe see me like post of it, like this team really was. It did feel special. Like I don't know if this is just something we're gonna continue to have. Like it was it was a phenomenal team.
0: Um, uh, I seen something. I talked to Dan about it. I don't think that I'll find it, but somebody did a dissect, like a, a deep dive on all the Elite Eight teams in what they all had in common yeah and it was very clear transfers Mm. and veterans transfers and veterans everybody had dudes old veterans kids that wanted to be there that's super important you know what i mean uh almost none of them had freshmen you know and if you did they weren't playing you know a massive role
1: i think they said a one freshman was starting on all eight elite eight teams combined it was just one freshman
0: it's been the formula you know i i go back to michigan over the last 10 years let's say 2013 to 2023 right they have dominated through development of underrated guys that a allowed guys to get to basically be junior seniors you know and it's worked um xavier simpson was a four-year starter and at the time he broke the the record for most wins ever by anybody that were the block m and then like two years later his teammate uh, Eli Brooks, who played his sixth year, broke it. So it's like those guys were yeah. playing for so long and made deep tournament runs.
1: Yeah, uh, NCAA did a thing where they went through each all four of the uh, conference or um, brackets. What do you call those regions?
0: Yeah, the regions. They went through
1: too. all four regions and they did a uh, the the five like best players of those regions. And for ours, it was uh, three guys from Miami and two from Texas. And the two from Texas were Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen. Both of those guys have over 2,000 points in college. And Timmy Allen, that was like his 154th game as a college basketball player. Like, we, you really did. And like uh, Tyrese Hunter, who led our team in points the game before Miami, he was freshman of the year for Iowa State and transferred over this year. I believe Marcus Carr was a transfer this year. I mean, I think we had four or five chances on our team. It really was a group that kind of came together. And then, you know, the firing of the coach, Rodney Terry takes over. The story a lot of people was talked about quite a bit. But you're right, Texas was just that, too. We were a lot of juniors and seniors going in with experience. Not so much tournament experience, but amount of games played. We were up there with every other team in there. If not, maybe even lead the pack.
0: So last week before the pod, we threw out a mailbag and Brad and I just got going and we kind of forgot about the mailbag. So we kind of wanted to do an episode that was more geared towards the mailbag and allow you guys to ask literally anything you wanted. We got some pretty interesting questions, um, but I will say this. We got the most questions we've ever been asked. I don't know if we'll get to them all. We're going to do our best and we're just going to roll with it. So uh, here we go. So first question comes in from my wife. Can you talk about why some people don't save numbers in their phone?
1: Okay, let's get it out of the way. Emma texted me, didn't have her number in my phone. Um, so... <laughs>
0: when was this?
1: 12 hours ago this morning sometime this morning
0: oh she literally texted you this morning
1: yeah she texted me and i answered the question was whose Who number did? is this <laughs> it, was, it was something along those lines but basically whenever i get a new phone or my new phone breaks like when i transfer over my information like there's been a core list of contacts from like eight years ago that will still come But any number I've added since then erases every time I get a new phone. So a lot of times from group chats, I can piece together who's who, and I save numbers and build it up. But, yeah, Emma texted me early this morning, and I was like... Time out. going to
0: get awkward. Why did she text you? What did she ask?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to come out and say... uh, She's wondering uh, next time you're out of town if I could come... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, she um she was texting me for ideas for your birthday. Like what to get you, presents to get you. But she said, I need your help, blah, blah, blah. But the last sentence says, This is the last like word, Do you have any good ideas of what he would like? question mark, man to man, L O L. <laughs> and I said, Whose number is this? And she said, Emma. Is this not Brad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i said this is brad but
1: i don't know why your number isn't saved and she said i'm offended and i said i feel like the shit stain in the underwear that just won't come out <laughs> but yeah it was She texted so, me, i didn't have
0: her number so last year uh you guys threw a surprise party for me for your 30th so that's so that's currently what was going through my mind i'm like whoa 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 whoa! No, no, is there no, no. another surprise because that would like Holy shit.
1: No, it wasn't like that. She was just genuinely curious if like, I knew of anything that you would want because we have similar okay. interests, so maybe something I would want that you would like, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that. And so she's been kind of grilling me. Now it's on Facebook. Now it's on <laughs> Pod. Everybody knows I didn't have Emma's number. I'm Gosh, sorry.
0: Unbelievable. Next question comes in from Dave Hazleton, uh fellow Steelers fan. I'm sure you realize no. that. Uh, he says... Was the Steelers not squeaking into the playoffs the best thing to ever happen to Kenny fucking Pickett moving forward?
1: I don't know if it was the best thing. I mean, I'd rather have a quarterback who has playoff experience. Um, But, I mean, I don't know if it was the best thing. I don't know if it'll even matter. I mean, Kenny Pickett was the backup. We went with other guys for certain reasons. They didn't do well. Kenny came in, started off looking like a real raw rookie. Yeah. and got better every week, and the Steelers won more games. Of course, it helps when T.J. Watt comes back. Defense played great. He led back-to-back. Uh, did you see Kenny Pickett as a football in the Hall of Fame? For what? He is the uh, first rookie in NFL history to throw the game-winning touchdown with under a minute left in back-to-back games as a rookie. To Najee hey. Harris and George Pickens. I know that's kind of like a, holy crap, you're reaching for that. Ball's in the Hall of Fame. They didn't ask me if I wanted to <laughs> Uh, falls in the Hall of Fame. But no, maybe it was the best thing for Kenny in terms of we're three to four picks sooner in the draft than we would have been. Um, But in terms of for Kenny, I would have liked to see him get playoff experience. Anytime the Steelers can make the playoffs, that'd be nice. Um, Do I think it's the worst thing either? No, I just don't know if that really matters.
0: I'm going to give you, because I work with him. This is what his short answer to this question was because he kind of asked and then, you know, answered it. He just said that he thinks it almost adds motivation that he didn't make the, uh, the playoffs as a rookie. So he doesn't allow him to get a big head. So now he's going to work harder because he realizes in that short amount of time, yeah. what it's going to take.
1: I think that is a perfect take. If Kenny was the starter week one through 17, That's but fair. half the season, he didn't have a chance. Like it wasn't even, yeah. up to him. he didn't start till halfway through. Now, if he played 17 games and went, you know, nine and eight. And he's like, damn, I worked all, did all that just to go 500. But Kenny actually went like, what, seven and three or something like that once he started becoming yeah. a starter or six and four. So
0: definitely granted, it record. was a
1: good taste of the NFL as a rookie in general. But I I like that take from, um, in, in that angle. But if he played the whole season, what Kenny had to watch, you know, Mitch Trubisky and, you know, other guys kind of fumble it. And he got concussed twice. So it was like there was a lot of things that took the, a lot of the season out of his control.
0: He writes it again. What what teams do you think are going to be trending up, and which teams do you think are trending down? Is this still NFL? But yeah, he's a big NFL guy. So we're just okay. give me one and one and one. Um, and I'll give you one and one.
1: Trending down, I'm going to say the Ravens with this Lamar situation. Um, Fair. I th- I think they're losing pieces offensive and defensively. And if they lose Lamar, at least I thought about the Packers, maybe because of the Rogers stuff, but they actually have a quarterback. They're ready to play. I don't think the Ravens do, but I think they're one and two in terms of trending down. I just don't like what's going on with them. Maybe there's another team, but trending up. I don't think anyone can argue. It's the lions. The lions are trending up more than any other team. And actually, I don't know if you saw it it happen like 30 minutes ago, But on a one-year deal, Marvin Jones Jr. is coming back to the Lions. So, I mean, they just continue to add running backs, offensive linemen, pieces. The only thing they lack is mobility at the quarterback position, it seems like. They have two picks in the first round, I think, this year and four in the top 50 or something like that. Um, I think the Lions are trending upward. Also, with the Packers kind of going down, that's a team in their division that's in their way. And, you know, so I think the Lions are trending up more than any other
0: team. Uh, the only ones that I feel fair to kind of critique right now. The Bucks, obviously made the playoffs. You lose Tom Brady. They're in cap hell still. They signed Baker. Uh, I think both of us are decent on Baker. We don't love nor hate him. Uh, it, it just feels like a team that maybe in the next two years might have the number one pick in the draft. It just that feels like that's where they're going. It doesn't feel promising right now. They are in a bad division. Uh, A team that's trending up, I I just really like what the Bears are doing. Completely rebuilt the offensive line, got DJ Moore, got a ton of draft capital, stayed with the quarterback that they know can get it done, not taking another chance. Like, you rolled the dice on a quarterback, obviously. And in my opinion, it's paid off. So it's like, don't do it again. Like, just because it didn't maybe hit the jackpot, you you got half the pot that you were hoping to get. You don't need to necessarily hit the full thing. So it's like play with what you have right now and see if you can build on that. So I just really like what the bears are doing. I feel like that's a definitely a trend up team and it feels promising. The other one, if this is even possible quarterback situation, still the dolphins, like they were two years ago, they were just average last year. They were good and then got hurt this year. It seems like they're, they're posed to be real good. Um, definitely a team that's trending up another team that's trending up. I don't have a ton of trending downs right now. It's hard to really judge people on downs. I like what the Broncos have done. Yeah. Sean, Sean Payton, offensive lineman. Uh, I still believe that Russ can play. Uh, it seems like what they've done feel, they feel good moves. I think
1: another thing with Sean Payton is you don't hear a lot of player leaking to the media stuff or, we don't know what's going on at the Broncos camp unless they sign somebody, like or Sean Payton speaks. Like he's kind of buttoned it up there, and I think I think that's fantastic for Broncos fans.
0: Ross Owens writes in several questions here. Okay, um, are they a lot baseball related? I'm assuming some. Okay, so I want to say this first off: if you're listening to this pod and you're asking us to predict any division, any Super Bowl, any we do that, and it will come in the coming months. We'll give generic answers. We reserve the right to change all those answers Um, because something that happens right now—the draft hasn't even happened. Like literally, AJ Brown went to the Eagles on draft day last year. A lot of things can change the aspect of this season. What well, that being Cardinals said,
1: Cardinals are trending down. But go ahead.
0: Yes, Cardinals are. Yes, thousand percent trending. <laughs> That's down. just yeah. Uh, Titans as well. Massively. I, th- down. I,
1: cause AJ Brown trade on draft day and Hollywood Brown, as it made me think yeah. he did too from the Cardinals. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. so he writes in AFC North predictions.
1: Um, yeah, there's so many questions with Lamar. Let's just say, I don't think it'll change that. The Bengals I have winning that division.
0: Yeah. Gun to my head. Bengals. I yeah. mean, nothing's been done right now to dethrone the Bengals Steelers slightly trending up just because of promise they haven't done a ton but there's promise to the team the browns too many unknowns i haven't dethroned them but i haven't elevated them they're kind of in that weird you gotta
1: see deshaun he's kind of been out of the media he has a yeah. full training camp he's ramping up and everything
0: but as much as we talked about lamar last week uh if lamar jackson is the week one starter for the baltimore ravens they're 1000 percent in play so
1: it's it's it, it, it's every afc division. Oh. Three of them are so competitive, maybe on different levels, in your opinion. But the AFC East within their division, the AFC um, North and the AFC West inside those divisions. It's so competitive.
0: Uh, his second question, top five current NBA players. In any order. Just for the for sake of argument, any order. Give me your five best right now. I'm okay. not trying to make a team. Just give me your five yeah, yeah. best players in the um. league.
1: In any order, Jokic, Curry, Embiid, Giannis, and I'm putting Luca in mine.
0: Okay, I was going to say, whoa, holy yeah.
1: hell. Well, I was just trying to think because, like, I know the Mavs have been in a slump, and Luca's been hurt for for a lot of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm not not putting him in mine. Ain't no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph Curry's been on fire. The two centers are dominating the game. I'm sure this is kind of off the cuff. Maybe there's a guy or two I'm missing. I mean, Celtics are playing good ball. De, uh, De'Aaron Fox has been playing really well.
0: Um, I, I, those are my five guys, though. I, I, I think you got four of them. Uh, one, of, one, you're more right than wrong, I guess. So uh, I'm, I got Luka, Giannis, and Bede. For me, those are top three. Put them in any order you want. The next three... There's two players. There's three players that are like rotationally injured. Okay. And there's another player that just keeps winning MVPs, but nobody's bought into them yet. The three players that keep getting injured Steph, KD, LeBron. I'm right there. If I gun to my head right now, healthy KD and Jason Tatum at five. I just like, I like Tatum.
1: I, those answers, they're, we're all, we're talking about all great players here. Yeah. But, um, it, it's, there's, I get John Morant has an argument
0: too, by the I way. Can't John Morant, Jokic. I can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to, but I get it, it. I get, yeah, but yeah. Nicola. Rookie of the Year debate in the MLB. I don't know if either of us are good enough here. So, where you I at? No
1: names. I know a lot of players, but like I don't know what constitutes as a rookie. These dudes were drafted in like twenty sixteen. Yeah. Is it when they come to the MLB? Like O'Neill Cruz made his MLB debut last year, but does he have enough games where he's no longer a rookie? I don't. Yeah. I don't even know what players are are Same. eligible for the the thing. And to be fair, um, this is still Ross's questions.
0: Yes. So um, his last question. Jeff yeah. is
1: a Tigers fan. I'm a Pirates fan. I believe they were like the fourth and fifth worst teams in the MLB last year. Um, we do like to go to a game. I have the MLB uh, pass and I play the video game. So I'm trying to get more incorporated in MLB, but on a tier of my sports, it's probably like fourth, fifth, sixth on how knowledgeable I am on like to go in depth on something like that.
0: Um. This is coming off the Facebook page now. These were our two; those were our two private uh, Facebook statuses. This one's coming right off the page. Uh, first question comes in from Jared Redding, asking for the Detroit Tigers outlook. I'll go ahead and take it away. Um, Maybe you get
1: fifty homers.
0: Year, <laughs> last year there was, I think, a lot of optimism by a lot of Tiger fans that they did enough to make a playoff push. Everything that they've seen. The team has regressed. There's still a lot of young talent. It would have to essentially explode to make a playoff push. This is still a bottom five, seven team in the league. In my opinion, there's not a ton of arms and there's not a lot of answers swinging the bat. There are a lot of questions. Um, young, Torkinson, Riley Green, this is the last year of Miggy, and that's what this season is for me. That's the outlook. Just really put my arms around Miggy for what was my entire baseball fandom the best player in a Tigers uniform, and a lot of times the best player in the league. So, um, at least for a couple of years there, he was back to back MVPs and a Triple, triple crown. crown winner. And yeah, so uh, that's my outlook. Next one comes in from Dan co-host of the pod. It's come to the attention that Bucknut Nation or Irk, Michigan has the flag that was planted at midfield in Columbus, right in Shenblacker Hall, part of their, uh, their museum, if you will, for their back-to-back Big Ten championships. Calling it corny or sad, the same fan base that crosses out the M the week of the game. Any comments or concerns on the mental health state of Columbus and the surrounding villages and towns? <laughs> I, think,
1: I think Dan just got everything he wanted out of it. He did.
0: He did. People
1: can read it. Now people can hear it.
0: Uh, yes. Um,
1: again, it, it's something that kind of also helped push me over the edge to be a Texas fan. This rivalry is just so <laughs> it's goofy. It's not
0: for everyone. It's, it's just everyone.
1: so goofy. It's a lot, and it's all the time. Uh, I like Michigan. I want them to win if they're not playing Texas, but this is funny. This is this is funny, Dan. It's a, it's a funny text. But um, I, say- I, I don't see why that, that flag can't be in the hall. It's a big moment. It took us like 10,000 days. <laughs>
0: like, Here's here's legitimately my only response to this, because I've seen this first brought up on Twitter uh, from a Buckeye fan that was laughing at the fact that Michigan took a regular season item and planted it in their museum. Uh, this is the same team that literally regularly gives out a pair of yellow pants if you beat Michigan. To their players so a regular season award please miss me with that it, shit
1: well, it, it's the same thing on like a lot of that stuff it's like you know we beat you we beat you we beat you then you finally win and it's like oh it's just the regular season and then it's like oh well we're in the playoffs while you're in just a bowl game it's like you can't it's just the whole th- ever it's like stats there's a angle for everybody to try and make it sound good for their team and I mean, why would that flag not be in there? Why would it not be in there? It makes so much sense.
0: I don't want to rank it because me and and Dan are going to do a mini-series on the top 21 games in the Jim Harbaugh era. Spoiler, the game's on the list. But -uh. it's a a pretty monumental win. So, uh, Next question comes in from Dan. These are NFL predictions. So, again, we reserve the right to change our opinions here. But – over under wins for the following teams. I'm going to give you the win. I'm going to give you the team. Even seen
1: their schedules. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're
0: we're just ballparking here. <laughs> he has Raiders at seven even over under.
1: Jimmy G. Um, they lose Darren Waller. Under. Under. I think it's going to be tough to win a game in
0: that division. Under feels like the play rather than over, but because he has seven and not seven and a half, I like a push. Like a push
1: Yeah, I, I think I think if they went six and five out of division and one and five in division, I don't think off the top of my head that's crazy. That's seven and ten. Yeah. Just slightly above 500 yeah. out of division, but struggle in division.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Patriots, he has an 8.5. And I don't know if these are official, if he's just throwing numbers out. Patriots, 8.5.
1: Um, I think they're right around that number currently. Um, I am going to take the under if Rodgers comes to New York.
0: Yeah, I like the I like the over at nine to ten. That's where I've kind of been when I've been trying to predict this team. Now nine or ten is not necessarily a quote unquote ceiling for this team, oh, but it's
1: if... he's gonna have Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, first and off, Johnson. we get Lamar Jackson. Let's pump this Bubby to ten and a half, okay? Like I'm just we're gonna, we're gonna. Win Aaron
1: Rodgers, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Tua. Like Tua could be the eleventh, tenth best quarterback in the league and be fourth in the division. Like that's yeah. just
0: crazy. Uh, but I, I will say this as an outsider. I think it's really easy to say the Patriots would be on the under on that. It's just they haven't done enough that you would think they would compete for the top spot in the division, let alone the second spot. So I do think the Bills are. Slightly regressing. I don't know what that means. They won what thirteen games last year. Yeah, slightly regressing
1: is minimum. Could be twelve. Wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, minimum eleven wins.
0: Yeah, Lions at nine even. Over
1: easiest over of my life. They put that on Fanduel.
0: I gotta be honest. I like them right at nine. No way. They're getting double digits. They don't. The one. What's the flaw of this team? Can I ask you this?
1: Tell me, go ahead.
0: I think it's the coach.
1: I think that coach in a different spot doesn't work. But I think the team's kind of like I don't know. There's a lot to be seen about Dan Campbell. I I is a motivational coach able to win in this league because he does. He's not like an offensive guru, defensive guru. He's a motivation guy that lets his coordinators
0: do. It sounds like Ben Johnson can can call up a game plan from what it sounds like.
1: Right. So uh, th- there is questions on that. And if they start to have a bad season, I will, you know, we can call that into the question, but um, right now I'm going over.
0: Ravens at eight, eight wins, even. Under.
1: I think the Browns are okay. I think the Steelers are okay. Bengals are top team. And I I'm planting my flag on Lamar's not playing for the Ravens, even if he's on their roster. I think he on Bells this thing.
0: That might be. That very I think, well might I don't be. Think,
1: I think he's made up his mind. I don't think he's playing for the Ravens.
0: Yeah. Uh, last one, Seahawks at 9.5.
1: They are around 9.5. I think the division's still about the same as it was. Geno's got his contract. Teams together get Bobby Wags back. It's not a half number. I really like this as a push here. Um this is a It is a
0: no, 9.5 is what he gets. Oh,
1: okay. It's a 9.5. I'm going to take the under. I like them at 9 and 8.
0: Yeah. They were 10 and 7 last year, right?
1: Yeah. But I think I think there was some magic early on with Gino and he started yeah, to no. decline
0: towards the end. This feels very uh This feels very ceiling for them. I I think they're 7-8 wins. They had a lot of rookies just pop. You know I can't it, imagine they're just all of them are ballers, you know what yeah, I mean?
1: And Colin talks about this all the time. He's like, you know, now there's fourteen playoff teams, you know, almost half of them don't make it. It would be an easy pick for me that the Seahawks are one of those teams that made it last year, won't make it this year.
0: Agree. Agree.
1: I think the Rams will be better too. I think they're coming in a little bit healthier.
0: Hey, I no, said that- I don't I don't I don't know what to think of them. I I don't
1: I know, this, just real quick, I said I think they'll be better. I think they won three games last year.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, right. so,
1: like, I'm not saying that this yeah, is – Yeah, no, gone. yeah. They're back. No, it's <laughs> <not> a- <laughs>
0: they're back. They're winning the
1: damn Super Bowl. I just think they're going to be a little bit more healthy, a little bit more together as a team, losing a few of those, you know, other pieces. I don't think they're a good team. We'll get into that later, but
0: – So, we don't do this often, but when I put out this mailbag – i was kind of joking but i was serious too i said literally ask us whatever you want food basketball baseball movies romance advice i was kind of kidding but serious too if you want some (laughs) uh so (laughs) dan wrote another good question here and i think you will love this um He says, pick one series to watch in its entirety. You recently watched Harry Potter. That's one of his five. Fast and the Furious, Transformers, Harry Potter, John Wick, Star Wars.
1: Okay. Um, I have seen eight of the nine Star Wars. I've seen all the John Wicks except what's in theaters. I've seen seven of the Fast and Furiouses. I've seen all the Harry Potters and all the Transformers. So I've seen all of these. Um is he asking me to kind of like rank them maybe. Um I don't know. No, how he's, to...
0: he's, so okay, let's say this. You're stuck inside on a rainy day and Casey's like these are the five choices, please pick one and we're going to binge them. You're mad at her? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. One of them's
1: like a guilty pleasure, but I don't think it's great. And the other one is I'm probably going to go John Wick's. Um I think everyone at least some people that know me know I'm notorious on May fourth. I really like to let Star Wars fans know how like mediocre that whole series is. Um, Good so enough. I'm not, definitely not watching the Star Wars. Um, the Fast and Furious saga. I mean, gosh, one, two, maybe even three were kind of cool, but it's turned into like the Expendables. Like it mm-hmm. just, it's too much. Um, Harry Potter's. That was a good trilogy, or not trilogy, but series. I can say I've seen it once. I was underwhelmed with the whole thing. Um, The Transformers are kind of like my guilty pleasure. I love those. I thought one was good and two was better. They've really kind of been just trash since. Like, I've seen them, but I wasn't happy with them. John Wick 1, good. John Wick 2, good. John Wick 3, good. And John Wick 4, I heard, is the best one. So we're going with John Wick's. uh, Keanu Reeves is one of my top five actors,
0: so... Well, so, I've seen all the Fast and Furious. I enjoy them. I also know what they are, and I'm that's, okay with it.
1: That's the biggest thing when we're talking like movie crazy stuff. People are like, that movie. so... You know what you're going for when you go to the theater. Mm. You're not looking for riveting plot twists and suspense and mystery. No, no they're going to fuck some shit up, drive some fast cars, do some explosions. Like, that it is what it is.
0: We could go... This is a complete side topic, but that's kind of like my what I think about with pro wrestling. I know what it is. I know it's a scripted combat sport for men.
1: Reality show.
0: Reality show. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't really watch it that much anymore, but, like, it is WrestleMania weekend coming up, so shout out. But at the same time, like, that's why I know, because I know what it is. I enjoyed it. The Ninja Turtles, real quickly. So, remember, the there was the original Ninja Turtles that came out in, like, the 80s or 90s and, like, they yeah. were at claymation in a way, kind of, in a and you got and the then, Megan Fox ones and then you have the Megan Fox ones. And people are like, I am never watching that. Heard they're
1: pretty good. I haven't seen them.
0: Took my, yeah, I took my daughter to see both of them in theaters. Um, they're good, but I also, it is what it is. I uh-huh. understand they're oversized turtles. Like I, like that's, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. it is what it is. But anyways, as far as this, I've seen all the fast movies. I've seen the first two transformers. I started the third one didn't like that Shiloh Buff wasn't in it, it never cool. finished. You're good. Never finished.
1: No, Shiloh Buff's in the third one.
0: Was he? Oh, but Megan wasn't. Was That's right. With the Sentinel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Badass ending scene, but Optimus is stuck in chords for like 30 minutes. I mean, what are we doing? What are we <laughs> who wrote that?
0: Harry Potter, I like. Um it, it's okay. I've seen it enough. It's probably the thing I've seen the most on this. Uh Star Wars, I enjoy. I've seen pretty much all the main ones. But I've never seen any John Wick movies. So right now, if I had to watch any of them, I'd watch John Wick. Never well, seen any of them.
1: Yeah, Well, you got three kids. All yeah. are pretty young. So John Wick is not suited for them. But <laughs> it's man, up, you get some time. you got to pop those suckers in. Sidetrack uh, real quick, though, on the Ninja Turtles. See, they might be making a movie about the last Ronin. The Ninja Turtles, like, off that comic. Do you even know what that is? Uh-uh. All right, so I'll just give it to you straight real quick. Do you know that each Ninja Turtle is given their weapons based on, like, how to help their mentality? Like, that's how Splinter gave them their weapons?
0: I believe I've heard that, yes.
1: Yeah, so Leonardo is, like, the... Hey, little Ninja Turtle bracket here real quick. Leonardo is the leader, but he doesn't like to kill. So he gives him the katanas, or, like, you know, those long swords, because he needs to know sometimes to do the right thing, you have to kill. Raphael is so angry and blunt, forced all the time. He gave him those like I don't know what those daggers are called. No,
0: Chuck. Oh, okay, no, yeah, yeah. Raphael's yeah. got
1: those those the daggers. Mini swords. I forget what they're called, but they're designed to be defensive weapons to like block. So he gave the most attacking one the defensive stuff. Donatello, who's so smart Staff. and can do so much with so little, here's a stick.
0: Do what he's you by the, by the way, he's my favorite ninja turtle. My
1: favorite as well. That's why we're podcasting. Let's. Go! Donnie, dude. Yes, go! Yes. And then Mikey is actually the most talented, but he gets distracted, and the nunchucks require the most focus. So he gave him those. Well, the last Ronin splinter and three of the turtles die. Do you know which three, leaving one brother all alone?
0: I would assume the one brother that's left alone feels like Leonardo.
1: Nope. Raphael? Nope
0: is it michelangelo
1: michelangelo michelangelo survives all of his brothers die and michael michelangelo being the most skilled turns into like a rogue killer and he has every single weapon on him he has the two daggers the nunchucks the two katanas and the staff it's like it's like staff two swords his nunchucks and like he's just the last ronin and it's uh, a
0: dog
1: it's probably gonna be like a rated r type darker story obviously but me and some of the guys are juiced or hoping they turn it into a movie, but there's a lot of rumblings that they might, but keep your eyes on the Ninja Turtles. I don't know if Maisie wants to see that one, but (laughs) but man alive, that sounds hype, don't it?
0: It does. It does. Maybe you guys, um, I did. Okay. So Dan writes in, I believe his last question. He wants us to rank these five fast food chains. You ready? Let's go. Chick-fil-a. Okay. Sonic. Okay. Arby's. Okay. Taco Bell. Okay. White Castle.
1: This, this might be the easiest list I've ever seen. Number one, without question, is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is number one. Okay. um, You said Chick-fil-A is one, Taco Bell is two. Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell. Arby's is three. It's going to go right in the middle. The reason why is because the other two aren't that good. Sonic's four, and it was ready to be five till White Castle got announced. Garbage. White Castle five. So we're going Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, Arby's, Sonic, White Castle. Bang. That's the that's the list. The only one I'm not willing to discuss is one in five. We can talk about the middle
0: three. So. <laughs> Disagree? We- we just had like this defining moment in the podcast. Donnie, baby. Don, come on. Donatello. We
1: can hang our hat on Donnie.
0: I, I gotta ask Have you ever even had White Castle?
1: I've had it once. It was gross. And then I had it, like a, a, a group of people, some of them got White Castle and just. It... No, thank you. No, thank you. No. No, thank you. The the amount of mind-altering substances you got to be on to pick White Castle. With <laughs> no way.
0: What, so hear, hear me out. I'm hearing you. I want to be very clear. Because I feel like Emma thinks that I hate Chick-fil-A. I do not hate Chick-fil-A. I like Chick-fil-A. But I have one option when I go. You know what I mean? And for me, that's a tear down. Okay? For instance... All you Canes fanatics out there, you can literally get chicken tenders or a chicken sandwich. That it. No, yeah, but it's better to be yeah, a master nothing. of
1: one than good at a bunch <laughs> of stuff.
0: Okay. So. Come on. <laughs> um, one. You know, overall. Your
1: opinion's not. You're not alone there with that it, on Chick-fil-A.
0: And I like Chick-fil-A. I like a spicy chicken. Yeah, I like lot. to be able to trick between waffle fries and the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese slabs, by the way. Not sure if you've had it. Their cookies are great. Their shakes are great. Their, the fact that they have cherry Coke on Fountain, you I really dig. Like when
1: people look at it and you're like, it's just chicken. 10 out of 10 chicken, dude. It's delicious.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It ain't the McChicken. Like, it, settle down.
1: It's, it would destroy a McChicken. <laughs> That's not- okay 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 I'm I'm saying. Saying. i thought you were saying it's on the same level i was about to i'm about to get in my car
0: i see i thought i hurt your feelings that you were you like did. about to defend the McChicken, chicken <laughs> but we're on the same page so let me c- do a quick rank
1: taco bell one
0: taco bell just has more that i just really appreciate and changes the, the menus blast. enough the baja blast the freaking double The double steak spicy burrito grilled cheese.
1: Shortly after
0: (laughs) (laughs) chicken quesadilla. Um (laughs) two Arby's. Okay. Really like Arby's. Always really liked Arby's. If it wasn't overpriced, it'd probably be number one.
1: Yeah, that's also another reason it was three for me. That the price factor.
0: Yep. Three Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is great. Love Chick-fil-A. It's just very basic. Um Four, I just had this last night, and I feel like it does get a step up above White Castle, but I'm not digging at White Castle like you are, because I feel like White Castle would have been 100 for you. Where's White
1: Castle? Just answer the question.
0: It's five. (laughs) Ha ha! Boom! It's five. so, but it's not because it sucks. I uh, like White Castle. I, I, I like a White Scale sandwich. The chicken rings are great. The fries are great. I, it, it it hits getting the crave case and, and split it with a buddy and each of you, you knocking down fifteen burgers. You're grossed out right now, which is fine. But yeah, Sonic you get a foot long chili dog. White Castle you don't. So that's yeah, the discerning. Factor. A great
1: analogy for what you're saying that I like to use when comparing things. You know not make seem bad. Like so, you're saying White Castle's five, And eighty-eight percent on a test is good. But if you took five tests and there was an 89, 91, 94, 98, 88's the worst test score. I'm not <laughs> saying 88's bad. So I get what you're saying there. But White Castle's a fucking zero.
0: Next question comes in for Corey Wilson. I don't know if this is for both of us or just me or everybody knows I have. First off, if you listen to Pine, you don't know I'm obsessed with Luke Holmes. Um, I'm obsessed with Luke Combs. there. I, t- I said it. So he's asking the top five country artists that aren't Luke Combs. Do you have some?
1: I mean, I have some country singers that I like. Uh, I like Randy Travis a
0: lot. Oh, old school um, 90s right there.
1: Yeah, I like Randy Travis. Uh, I what? like Tim McGraw, maybe not for his whole also career. Also great 90s. He's got some bangers. Toby Keith is a real big country singer. That I like I like mm-hmm. Dierks Bentley. Okay. And um, I don't really look up and listen to his songs, but there's been like... A really good handful of times, I've heard a song. I'm like, "That's a good song," and it ends up being George Strait's. Like, he's just—he's one of the goats. Um, so I'll go with that. I'll go George Strait, Dirk Bentley, Randy Travis, Tim McGraw. I for, i already forget their names. T- Toby Keith. I like Toby Keith a lot.
0: Minor, quick, pretty easy. Uh, top two, interchange them, whatever you want. George Strait, Garth Brooks. Uh, the two goats of country. Garth- Some people think. Some people think Garth's not totally country. Listen, Garth's as good as anybody that's ever walked this I, I, planet.
1: I do want to say uh, Garth Brooks does get a lot of shade thrown at him or not enough celebration or flowers, if you will, because he doesn't he doesn't sell his music the same way. You can't get him on Spotify. Mm-hmm. He's not right. just out and about. Like Friends in Low Places isn't on my Spotify or else he'd be banging a lot more. Like oh, just,
0: yeah, of course.
1: So it's Garth Brooks, his ranking, It's sometimes he gets lost in
0: the mix because he's just so hard to hear. Yep. Garth and, and George, those are top two. Uh, Morgan Wallen, he's right now, as far as Luke Combs, it's it's Luke and Morgan. Those are the top two dudes in country, in my opinion. Uh, love, not necessarily just a singer, but more of like a country group. Brooks and Dunn, huge Brooks and Dunn guy. I could listen to their entire discography right now. And then coming in fifth... Sometimes he's country, sometimes he's pop. I dig, I dig Sam Hunt. I like Sam Hunt a lot. Me and my wife kind of bond over his music. We like his music. We're going to go see him in concert this summer. Um, and there's plenty of other ones. I really like country music. It's something that I, after high school, I've just that's what I listen to. Uh, uh, Cody I'm, Cody Johnson is probably right there as well.
1: Chris Stapleton is really good. Stapleton's great. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of slack. It. I'm going to get a lot of hate on this, but I got to put it out there. Brooks and Dunn does have some great songs but the song my maria makes them not allowed to be on my list i hate that song i can't stand it it's i can't stand it and everyone else loves it it's like the one thing where i'm over here and there's just like seven billion people on earth looking at me asking why i hate that song can't stand it moving along yeah (laughs) hey Sometimes you gotta put these polarizing opinions out there. Donatello, I could have kept that buried. I could have kept that buried. I gotta put it out there.
0: What's your all? Oh, this one comes in from Jen Fisher. Last one was Corey Wilson. Not sure if I said that. My apologies. This one comes in from Jen Fisher. What's your uh, all-time favorite sports movie?
1: Yeah, it. I get asked this question every once in a while, and I just there's two that are always for me. I can't ever pick. Uh, to answer the question, I'll say, remember the Titans. I, Everybody knows it's in everyone's top five probably, but remember Titans. But I I love Coach Carter. Coach Carter is, they're number one and two. If we're like serious sports movies, they're one and two. Now, also to my chagrin, when I get into this conversation, people will be like, have you seen blah, blah, blah? And they'll name insert sports movie. Mm. And I haven't. Like, there's been a lot that I haven't um scenes so maybe it's skewed but coach carter remember the titans and my guilty pleasure is white men can't jump
0: weirdly enough uh you know for being as big of a sports fan as i am there's a lot of sports movies i haven't seen like
1: i haven't seen miracle people kill me for that i haven't seen it either yeah um i like rudy a lot i like
0: rudy i like rudy i haven't seen little giants i know it's a big one people really like um I haven't seen uh what's the other big one people? I don't get talk the about? hype
1: on the mighty ducks.
0: <clears throat> just I, I didn't even get a chance to answer, and you just over here can just punch me in the mouth.
1: I'm sorry. Maybe I need to rewatch it.
0: <laughs> no <Wow. fuck. laughs> So my turn to answer the question. <laughs> Favorite sports movie of all time? It, it's really between two, and a lot of it has to do with just like my childhood, not necessarily the fact that the movie's that good. Uh, the Mighty Ducks one and Hardball. You ever seen the Hardball, the baseball movie, Keanu Reeves?
1: Oh my gosh, I love it when you call me baby. Yeah, yeah, G baby. Okay. I mean,
0: hey Keanu Reeves, he comes back. Yeah, just the entire. The, both those movies are my entire childhood. So
1: you like baseball? That... Have you seen Moneyball? No. Give that one to Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, that movie blew me away. I was like, all right, people are saying it's okay. I finally get around." on.
0: Phenomenal. You need to see that one. This one comes in from Dave Bear. Top five sporting events you want to attend could be a particular matchup or rivalry or a single event like the Super Bowl. Even if you don't list five. Top three, something. Give us something here.
1: Without question, I need to see a game at Old Trafford in Manchester, England. I would. Mm-hmm. I've been dying to see one of those. Um, I would like to see a Stanley Cup final. I'd love to see. You know, it's tough with those games because you don't know the trophy is going to be lifted at the end of that. Um, like when you talk about basketball or, um. The playoff atmosphere for baseball looks fantastic. I would love to be in a ballpark at a, at a World Series game. Um, still haven't seen Texas, but I don't know. When when you, when you ask that question, it seems like stuff that's maybe out of reach. Like, I'm going to see Texas in the next couple years, um, but I don't know if I'll see a Stanley Cup game, a World Series game, or Manchester United, which is halfway across the world. So I'd say those are my top three. I did not say Super Bowl.
0: Uh have to see a game in New England. I need to see the Patriots playing Gillette Same. Unfortunately, and it literally pains me that uh Tom Brady won't be the quarterback, but you know, sometimes that shit happens. Um number two, I think for me, uh, I would love to see Michigan Ohio State football in which Michigan wins.
1: I'd like to get that game.
0: I went to one. Um, it was a loss. It was back in 2007. Uh, I've been to a Michigan, Ohio State basketball game. fantastic. Michigan won. It was a it was the first ever top ten matchup between the two, I believe. And then I went to a Michigan Ohio State hockey game. Michigan, Ohio State is just I, I would watch them play checkers. I've said that on this podcast before. like it's it's great. Um, but I want to see Michigan Ohio State play a football game, which I'm there when Michigan wins. Last but not least, because I'll give a top three as well. It didn't mean so much to me growing up, and it does now. Um, I'm not a Lions fan, and I'm not really in any kind of care about the Red Wings, but I would love to see a playoff game in Detroit, Um, whether it's the Pistons or the Tigers. A meaningful playoff game in Detroit just feels like it would be uh, electric. Electric. So, and if it, you know, with the new college football playoffs, here's a fourth just because college football playoff expansion i would love to be there for the first playoff game in ann arbor
1: i mean yeah that'd be cool um i hope they fix that rule we've talked about it um why the first round is home field instead of the second round makes no sense yeah um hopefully they get that figured out but um one of the big things for me especially with the people around is texas versus michigan but it just
0: got announced next year.
1: and it's in it's next year 2024 so i'm juiced for
0: that that's the next that, one that's on the list pretty soon that's going to be a year in the making build up where we're, we're playing the biggest bash ever um that's gonna be fun uh next question comes in from jamie Lado. he asks with the d- new dimensions of comerica park do you think it is realistic what do you think is a realistic season stat line for Miggy? Last year he hit 2,500, five home runs, and 43 RBIs. First off, we got to know how much he's going to play.
1: Yeah, that's my biggest thing is, like, when I was joking, like, 50 home runs, uh, my next question I was going to sneak was, is he going to have 50 at-bats? <laughs> like,
0: no, like, he'll have 50 like, at-bats. I know, it
1: just... I know, but it, that was sarcasm. <sighs> so is the 50 home runs. I just, we don't know what he's going to play.
0: The cool thing is, is he did hit for decent average, 258 terrible. Um he was getting on base a decent amount. He was driving in runs. He just did not hit for power, and I'm not sure if he will this year. Uh, but I do put him at the over five home run mark. Give him eight to ten. I could see that average dip, and he just tries to hit some bombs this year.
1: Yeah, he's gonna it, he's gonna average two twelve twelve home runs and twenty twenty five RBIs.
0: Whatever his home runs are, double it. That's his RBIs. This one comes in from Kyle Miller. <laughs> have you, do you have any idea what Kyle's question is? Yes. You do?
1: Yes, but I haven't thought about it. I 24, still
0: answer be. 24 hours left on Earth. What do you, what's the plan?
1: See, the problem with how my brain works is I have so many questions. Does everyone know that, that Like, there's a meteor coming and the whole world knows there's 24 hours left? Or is it just like Doc pulled me in the room, hey – 24 going hours with left that. to live or is there like that. a you have 24 hours left to live and nobody can know
0: Ooh. Like, let's just say this you have die. 24 hours left to live everyone's dying but only you know so it's not like you need to say goodbye to your family because like they're gonna be so sad go do whatever the hell you want what are you gonna do I struggle to know if I'd even do anything different. Like being totally
1: realistic, that's such a heavy weight, so much news. Like you go home and sit. Yeah. There. The first 30 minutes to an hour, you're just sitting down like, holy fuck. I only got 23 minutes, 23 hours left. <laughs> I got to be rested for a power 10 hours. So I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a power nap. Four I'm asking hours- right now.
0: Is it yep. Wednesday? Like, are we yeah. potting? In
1: four or five hours, I'm going to put a power nap down. Now I'm down to what? We got one hour of recovery on news, five hours of sleep, six hours total. We're looking at 18 hours left. You don't want to waste that on a flight in an airport. We got to go somewhere on wheels. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I just call everyone over spontaneously. I got all the people who I just want to see, knowing that we're all fucking dead together i don't know dude i'm going that route just call up everybody in my phone now emma's invited it <laughs> will have a big cookout now
0: Emma's invited.
1: it will just chill i don't know Not, do you really want to spend three hours of it on a flight or something i guess i could nap on the flight brad you're an <laughs> idiot nap on the flight what the fuck are we doing let's go to vegas put it
0: all on red <laughs> right now probably going to see the Grand Canyon haven't been there hit Vegas on the way on the way out west haven't been there Um, I'd just go take a trip out west I would just drive and you know what's crazy is to get out west it's like 28 hours so I wouldn't even make it you gotta fly (laughs) I wouldn't even make the whole trip I'd die halfway through
1: we're running on E. We got to get further.
0: <laughs> oh shit. All right. Um oh, All right. Last thing here. I have a text from Andrew Nutter, friend of both of ours. Yeah, I read it. Um he's got a lot of questions here. So we're just going to we're just going to go at it here. Um Number one, what's going on with the Redskins commander situation, Dan Snyder leaving? Sounds like there's two bids. One's Magic Johnson and his team. The other one is a Canadian billionaire. It sounds like two different people have the amount of money that they're looking for, which is roughly $6 billion. And I know what a lot of people are thinking is, well, I thought the Cowboys are worth $6 billion. Yeah, but guess what? If you wanted to buy the Cowboys today, you ain't paying 6000000000 billion. You're paying like 10 So, <laughs> yeah, probably more. Yeah, so literally in order to... Acquire an NFL team. What did the Broncos just sell for? like five something. So I think
1: I think they broke it. I think it was four point eight, I think is what they sold for, or something like that. Okay. might be five. That's the number I'm putting out, but I don't know one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So it's not crazy that both teams want or have submitted bids for roughly six billion dollars. Um, yeah, anything that you want to add? Nope. What will the Jets trade for Rogers? Better question. Would you trade for him? What will they trade for him? It's not going to be much. It's going to be some sort of compensation, probably a couple of second round picks. It will probably, we talked about this, I think briefly last week, probably somewhere along the lines of, if you're on the team this year, just to acquire you, we're going to give a second. But if you play another year and you make this, 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 this an escalated pick of some sort, maybe it starts at a fourth, goes to a third, goes to a second.
1: They talk about this a lot on the Pat McAfee show. And a lot of their resources are drawn towards Aaron Rodgers. Um, It seems like part of the thing holding up the deal is the Jets. I believe the Jets nor the Packers want anything to do with more draft picks. The more that he plays part of them taking him off their hands. If they want to move on is that they don't know how long he's going to play. So it's going to be one set thing final. Um, It is all but 100%. No first round picks are going to be involved. And I believe when they traded a second round pick, and Elijah Moore to acquire a second round pick, it was so that they could send two twos for Aaron Rodgers and take on his contract. So it looks like it's going to be two twos in the entirety of his contract is what it seems like the trade value would be. Would I trade for him? If I, if I'm a Steelers, no, I I just, I don't think so. But if I'm the jets and I haven't won anything in forever and I'm so far behind everyone else in my division, it feels like, then yes.
0: I think I think yes. Uh by the way, you, you killed that. That's exactly how to answer it. Hey, there it is, Andrew. Who will be the Niners quarterback? Is it a high quality injury, free quarterback, the only thing missing for the Niners? So first question is who's the Niners quarterback? Brock Purdy. He can't be week one, but you think it is Brock Purdy towards Brock the end Purdy
1: of the year. Brock Purdy is their quarterback. He's done enough.
0: Agree um will it be week one no it's pretty much already said in stone that he can't even be the quarterback till like week four or five injury wise but if this team makes the playoffs brock Purdy started the game mm-hmm. uh is a high quality injury free quarterback the only thing they're missing for the niners
1: 100 percent. and you think brock purdy s-
0: can be that because i feel like last yeah. week you didn't say that
1: i, I do <clears> think <throat> brock purdy can be that um I just know a lot of people say, like, well, they had a healthy quarterback when Jimmy Garoppolo, like, took him, a Okay, they lost the NFC championship game. Every single team in the league could have a high quality, even if you consider Jimmy high quality. They lost by less than a possession to a Chiefs team that went on to win – or um, it, it was in the Super Bowl, yeah, to the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl. So it's like when this team did have a – healthy functioning quarterback for an entire season you know this team constantly makes it to the playoffs if not deep if not to the Super Bowl unfortunately they haven't been able to lift the trophy but yes this team's roster is so loaded that if they have a quarterback they can go as you know as far as any other team in the league
0: uh we've talked about this a few times. I feel like I know it's something that I'm super interested in. I've never really gathered that you're really that interested in it, but TV ratings um for NFL games this year were astronomical.
1: Yeah, you love the TV ratings. I only care what TV my eyes are on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. For those of you that don't know, and I, I forget the exact stats, but like at the top, like 80 or top 100 games this year or a 100 tv programs like 88 of them were the nfl something crazy it's the only. it's the only thing that's being consumed on network television anymore like literally the only thing uh number five this is this is kind of long i'm gonna kind of prayer phase it where i can because i've had this conversation with him and i'm just gonna let you go you ready try So first thing is, is he thinks that Kevin Durant's one of the most overrated players in our era, okay? Um, Is he great? Yes. Prolific scorer? Yes. But in the years he was at Golden State, some people would pick him as their number one franchise pick. To me, he's just a Harden who so happened to be put on a team who could win championships without him. So he was just the icing on the cake. LeBron is head and shoulders above KD, and I can't believe this was a conversation at one point. Reminder, overrated doesn't mean bad. It just means the popularity has a much higher value on him than what he's actually worth.
1: Yeah, if Kevin Durant never went to the Warriors for those four years, wherever you have Carmelo, you would have KD. That's how I feel. I think I think Kevin Durant, I think he may be a better personality. Um, he doesn't like demand. They're not the same person. But mm-hmm. in terms of an elite bucket, who never really took on the responsibility of being a leader in any franchise. And he still hasn't, you know, that's Chris Paul and even so Devin Booker's team. When he went back to the nets, it felt like his team, but how much of a tragedy was that when it was the thunder, there was still Russell Westbrook. And the whole reason he had a beef was like, whose team is it? You know, they fall apart. It just seems like the only time his team hasn't fallen apart is when they were winning championships where he was the fourth guy in terms of whose franchise is this, but he was without question one of the best two players. In a pickup game, Kevin Durant can slaughter people. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players ever to step on a court to get a bucket and even does a lot of things on the defensive end, and he's from Texas, the best basketball player from Texas, which is cool for me. But, like, if he never went to the Warriors and won those titles – I think him and Carmelo at the end of their careers would be looked at as kind of the exact same player. You know, they went around and they got buckets and they put up points. Um, I do not think he's LeBron James whatsoever. I don't know if I'm going to kill him as much as maybe Andrew is, but I am definitely, I I, I agree with Andrew for the most part and the things that he's saying. Um, he went to the most stable organization that was already in championships and just, you know, he made them unbeatable. For two years. He is that level of great. But um, I do think people who say like, like people who put Kevin Durant on their all time starting five. I don't know how he gets that kind of love.
0: Talk about the Manchester City possible FFP situation. Is this what we've kind of already talked about at one point?
1: Yeah. Um. So, Andrew, I know Um. he's probably going to know more about it than me, or maybe he doesn't, and that's why he's asking me. But essentially the notion that I've gotten is financial fair play is something that is accused on a team for spending money they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then there is an investigation, and then oftentimes there's a slap on the wrist. Um, there was another club, I believe Brighton much lower on the scale, but I believe they were just accused of breaching the financial fair play rules. That's FFP. And what them being accused of, it means is there's now a nine to 12 month investigation on it. Um, odds are nothing's really going to happen to Manchester city. People are going to be split one way or another, how they feel about that. But the repercussions, if they are found guilty, are such things as potential title stripping um money stripping um potential suspension from european play so champions league and europa league um and at the worst the biggest thing that could happen but i don't think will would be immediate relegation to tier two of england english football that stuff is probably still months down the road after the investigation still goes But essentially, they're being accused of spending money improperly, whether that's how they're getting funded to spend the money, because I don't think there's a cap on the sheer amount that they can spend. I believe it's like what resources they're using to fund how they pay players or pay for coaches or whatnot. And their head coach, Pep Guardiola, who's one of the greatest coaches ever, certainly one of the top coaches in the world currently maybe even number one I wouldn't push back too much on that but he has stated that when he came to the club he told them we follow the rules or I leave and every time he's been at a podium he's fallen back on that saying I trust them they're the ones who make the calls with the money so I put my trust in them I don't think they've done anything wrong but he has stated if they are accused of spending money illegally and breaching this rule he will leave the team. And what that means for players going forward, because players may not want to be relegated. They may start to leave to go to teams. You know, it can be a huge thing, but odds are it'll be a fine that most people feel are way too low, if anything. And the ball keeps rolling.
0: Now, I've, you've, we spoke about this. It's been a couple pods back. Yeah. Um, you had kind of said that there was a, a time frame in which this has been
1: I don't remember the exact time frame, but I believe they would be stripped of five Premier League titles. So it goes back like seven to nine years or something like that.
0: And I'm going to come off drastic here, but uh, I mean, I'm trying to make a point. So whether or not Deshaun Watson did something with 44 different women, chances are I did something, something with at least one of them. Kind of the same thing here. They may not have cheated five or six or seven years, but they probably did it once, right?
1: maybe for a certain player, a certain coach, certain staff member. I don't, I don't look into the details the same way. Like we talk a lot of NFL. I'm not big on contracts or ratings. I watch a lot of soccer. Um, I don't watch one sport enough to dive into all the antics And honestly, I feel like it's a waste of time at times. You know, you guys are coming to a pod for information and maybe it sucks that I don't have a ton, but I can generalize it. Hopefully we're learning a little bit more about the situation. But if I spent time diving into this Manchester City destruction of breaking the rules and I saw six months and keeping up to date with it and then nothing happens, like I just wasted a lot of time on something that like Liverpool and Manchester United, I think would each get three Premier League titles or something like that. If they got revoked of their titles and they've already come out and said, it doesn't change the standings. We don't even want the titles like it's not going to change anything. The Astros may have stolen some signs. What happened to them? Oh, they're in the World Series two years later or something like that. Like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, they're if they don't get relegated, nothing will mean anything anyway, because if they're in the Premier League, they could be a point deduction. They could remove 14 points from them like in the following season, whenever it's true, like and that could drop them points in the standing. So it makes it harder for them to qualify for things. But at the end of the day, they've been accused of something. And when it comes out, whether they, if they have been accused and that, I'll talk about it on that next pod. If there are punishments being enforced, but until then it's all speculation. Did Dan Snyder do this? Did Deshaun do that? Did Manchester city do that? a lot of times they have the best lawyers, they have connections
0: and things just keep moving. Last question he has here. uh, Cause the other question he wrote in, we kind of already answered is the new baseball batter pitcher timing rules ruining the sport.
1: I agree with an anonymous pitching coach from the American league. So I'll quote earlier, whoever invented the pitching clock, should be immediately inducted into the Hall of Fame. It is going to be one of the greatest things to ever happen to baseball. The time is not too crazy. The time is good. It keeps things moving. People say it's going to ruin the sport. If you want to say one of the – there was three big rule changes. You could argue making the bases bigger and banning the shift could ruin the sport before I hear anything about this pitch clock. It is, if you didn't know everything, do you know everything about the pitch clock?
0: It's like 30 seconds, isn't it?
1: Nope. So here's what it is. Let's say a pitch has already happened. Let's fast forward in the middle of the game. Pitch happens. Umpire or catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher. He catches it. Clock starts. It starts at 15 seconds. The first part is on the batter. By the eight-second mark, the batter needs to be in the batting position looking at the pitcher. That is step one. If he's not, it's a strike. Clock restarts. Eight seconds. By by the eight-second mark, the batter has seven seconds or eight. That number gets tricky. It's either seven or eight seconds to get in the batter's box, get in the stance, and look at the pitcher. Now, again, this clock starts after the pitcher gets the ball back. So say he takes a strike, and he steps off the plate and hits his cleats or whatever with the bat, and then the ump throws the ball. So he's really got about 12, 13 seconds. Shouldn't really need any more than that. So by the time it hits eight, he needs to have a stance and looking at the pitcher. But before the clock hits zero, the pitcher needs to start his motion. Now, this clock is fifteen seconds when bases are empty. If there are any runners on base, whether that's one or three, it goes to twenty seconds. So now the batter has twelve seconds to get in the plate and look at the or get in the box and look at the pitcher. And the pitcher has till zero to start his throwing motion. That is the pitch clock. If the clock hits zero without a pitch motion started, it's a ball. If the clock hits seven seconds without the batter in the box in a stance, strike. It's not an immediate out. It's not take your base. It's a ball or a
0: strike. It's a take your base if it's strike three or it's ball four.
1: Correct. That's why people are making a big deal of it because in spring training, the Guardians – tie game, bases loaded, nine outs, full count, and he didn't get in his stance soon enough, and it was a called strike inning over. Sorry about it. That's Define, an uh,
0: here's my problem. Define a stance. I can be however the fuck I want to be until somebody throws the ball, in my opinion. Okay, you know I'm I mean? sure
1: that they've gone over that many times inside yeah. the locker rooms and stuff. And,
0: yeah. like,
1: Joey Votto, like, so there was that extreme, and did you see what Joey Votto did after that happened? Mm-mm. Joey Votto. So I'm going to be right hand. He's left hand. He gets in the plate like this, right? Yeah. Takes the ball. Doesn't move. Takes the ball. Doesn't move. Swinging strike balls, right back on his shoulder. His feet almost never moved for an entire at bat. Just like being a total, like, you know, Joey. Votto. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think he ended up getting walked and he made it to first, but it was like Joey Votto never moved. He just stayed in the box. I knew the MLB was basically like, There was an extreme incidence and a base is loaded. Okay, now you know how it works. And it doesn't matter what time in the game it is, these are the rules. And what they did is last year in double A, they had the pitch clock. The average game the average game was shortened by, I believe, 32 minutes. And then in spring training, I believe the average game was shortened by 27 minutes. So you're shaving a half hour off game times, essentially to say, we're 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 done with the antics now that cuts a three and a half hour game still the three hours it's not like baseball's over in an hour and 15 minutes and it's not and but like i love banning the shift that's one of my favorite things and i hear this a lot i just i just want to put it out there into thoughts of people listening maybe you can instill it to people at work who want to say this i hear it all the time brad what do you think about the shift i'm so glad they banned it let's spread these guys out baseball's supposed to be defensive you get paid millions of dollars if they shift the infield to the right, you need to be able to hit it left. <clears throat> okay, they get paid millions of dollars to play second base. They should cover more ground. Pick the right yeah. spot to stand in, cover more ground, be- make plays. Like you can't have two guys, you can't have more than two guys to one side of the bag. Shortstop can squeeze all the way over to second base. And, you know, so you can have a little bit of help. But no, we are not going to have, oh, there's a guy in shallow right, deep right, mid right, far left right, center right, and short right. Like, what are we even – what are we even doing? Like, so I I love banning the shift, and bags are a little bit bigger. So what they're saying is for safety, obviously stepping on people, more room on bags. But it's also going to create this speed-up of pitching mixed with bigger bags to tag. It's going to make for more active base running quicker games, more offense. And baseball's the last sport to come around to a more offensive game. Um, you could argue that hockey is still kind of neutral. You know, hockey's pretty back and forth. But um, <clears throat> I always thought, and maybe I'll take advantage of it, maybe I won't, but I went into it saying once they ban the shift and all these rule changes, I think any game that the over-under is set under eight on runs, I'm going to take the over. I'm just going to take the over on any game on FanDuel that the over under is seven and a half or under, like eight or more runs, because there's going to be so many more base hits. I think base running is going to be more of a factor. I don't think it's just going to be home run or bust. I think a lot of those teams that lack home runs are going to start to be able to put up runs to compete a little bit. Um, But at the end of the day, professional athletes can adjust. I don't think this pitch clock will pose too much of a problem. And if it does in the playoffs or the World Series – we complain about how long the season is anyway. They had 162 games to get used to the pitch clock and an entire spring training. I think is completely good for the game. Very long answer to your question, Andrew. But with baseball being so close and so many people asking me, and I do have strong thoughts on it, I love what they're doing for baseball. <clears throat> and I think baseball is going to be easier to watch and faster to watch. And it's it's going to be – I think it's good. Also, sometimes – how often do you get to a baseball game, maybe with your kids or by yourself – and it hits like the seventh inning and you're like, Hey, you guys want to go early. Maybe the ninth inning is going to be there faster. You know, you can stay for a whole game. A lot of times that's when the best action happens in the eighth, ninth inning, you know, it's make or break time. So
0: do you think it should go away for the playoffs?
1: No. Okay. No, no, I don't. Um, now they have said that they're open to possibly like extending time. Like it's 15. If there's no base runners and 20, if there are maybe doing it 20 permanently so that there's never a change or 2025 potentially, but 2025, are you really cutting anything down? I think they're stuck on their numbers. I think the only thing they would change is it's always 20, whether there's base runners or not. Um, Give the batter 12 seconds to get in the box, you know, and then they have seven seconds to ha, you know, Um, but I don't know if they'll do this, but a little bit of a, just a little thing on rule changes, you know, the numbers are zero. Fourth and fifteen being proposed. A lot of it's by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how if you feel about this, but putting it in all the stadiums so there's no more questions about it, and it could be used in just the last two minutes of halves or forever. But putting a decimal behind the number on the delay of game clock when it hits single digits, that way it's no longer how long was it on zero. It's got to hit 0.0 Boom, delay of game.
0: So, to my understanding, real quick, I'm going to jump in this. My understanding of the rule. <clears throat> The line judge has to look at
1: zero and then look back to see if it snapped.
0: Yes, and at that point, if the ball is not snapped, then he's supposed to blow it dead. But as soon as it says zero, he's looking down, so it's allowed to be zero. I think that's a common misconception. People like ah, but 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 what I'm
1: saying is, so it's 2023, and we want we want the perfect game, and we're always going to fight for that line judge. They all wear whistles and watches and stuff, okay? When the clock hits zero, his watch buzzes on his wrist. Or maybe there's a beep, like there's a beep and a vibration, a heavy vibration. So he can just stare at the ball. Boom, it hits 0.0. And the players and coaches see, like, can get a better sense of when the number is going to change. So it's not right when it hits zero. You still have nine-tenths of a second till 0.0. I think that's important. We're talking about a game of inches, a lot of betting, a lot of money, a lot of careers, a lot of what we're talking about right now goes into the NFL, 88 out of top 100, you know, TV, Mm
0: -hmm. the
1: NFL is King. So why not just when it hits single digits, that second number that you're no longer using on the, make it a decimal countdown. You don't have to add anything to the scoreboards. So like, and give a buzzer on the, like, Um, so VAR in soccer, you know how they go to the screen a lot for file stuff when there is a goal, when it detects the ball, 100% cross the goal line, the refs watch, like goes off, buzzes on his wrist. So like a lot of times, like it'll hit and they'll look at him and he's like in the middle of putting his whistle to his mouth and he blows for goal. Like they have that kind of stuff. Oh, the line judge has to look back. What is this? 1983. And we're still like, put a put a timer or buzzer that's linked to the clock on all the refs things like yeah. well, why isn't that why is that so difficult i don't know but it just seems like a pretty simple fix to something that all the times is like it's just another thing that makes people like you're right sometimes it as it was two seconds on zero what are we doing you know so i just the decimal i can only help having that countdown doesn't like Ruin anything and it's yeah, the scoreboard's already there. Like, why is that such? Why can't we do that?
0: So that's not an approved rule, right? That was just proposed. something
1: they proposed, yeah,
0: yeah. And then obviously, players can wear zero, yep. And, and they,
1: they've also proposed again for like the second or third year in a row instead of onside kicks, can we choose fourth and 15 from our own 20? The, the only problem <sighs> I see with that, I think that's awesome. The only problem I see with that is like when there's a Hail Mary, there's like a subconscious agreement like hey there's no pass interference on this
0: correct thousand percent agree exactly
1: it's dead you're telling me a team's gonna be down 16 score get a two-point conversion then start with fourth and 15 snap it throw it to the right and there was a holding on the slot corner on this side five yards automatic first down like that would just but the onside kick's dead bro like we need something we need we've always needed something
0: thing is is like with the onside kick you've lost at that point like you're 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 relying on an onside kick if you get it you're cool it's a miracle right. if you don't okay you lost i mean it's
1: right i get that but some te- I, I don't know like i like I, I would love that fourth and 15
0: i would hate to be the guy you said your team's on defense you've led the entire game it's fourth and 15 and it's a, a holding call oh i want to vomit thinking about that Literally, that just disgusts me. And truthfully, is it any point in the game? I
1: think defensive holding should be changed. I think it should be changed from a five-yard penalty to a ten-yard penalty and not an automatic first down. Defensive,
0: yeah, because yeah, that a- way, if it's freaking third and twenty-five, and, and there's a hold, defensive holding fine. six yards downfield, third and fifteen, yeah. Or if no, it's 4th and
1: 15 and there is a holding, 4th and 5. Maybe it's an automatic. Yeah, it, it'd just be half the distance to the goal and replay the down inside the red zone, which maybe people would take advantage of it down there. But
0: I don't know. I'm just saying if you're up 21 nothing, and you're feeling yourself, it's like, yeah, third quarter. Could you imagine
1: if they made offensive holding a five-yard penalty but
0: loss of down? <laughs> That'd be nuts. It'd be stupid. That would be nuts. It,
1: would be stupid. it was like someone made the first rule for defensive holding, and everyone's like, "Ah, we just never change it." Like, what? We probably should. ten yards, yeah. not an automatic first.
0: I also don't like college, though, where Passing you can through. you can mug the dude fifty yards downfield, and it's a ten-yard penalty or fifteen. It's like penalty, pass interference
1: and holding are different. It's all about ball in the air, but the ref has to look and see if the ball's in the air, then see the then see the penalty and make I, the
0: call. My only thing is, at least in the fourth quarter, at least in the fourth quarter, maybe not anywhere else. Fourth quarter, you can challenge anything. You, you just, have two challenges though. Yeah, you should be able to challenge everything. Anything you want, it doesn't matter what it is. You have twelve to challenge
1: men it. on the field. He did not get off in time. Fuck,
0: go review it. Yeah, I don't. I, I think this guy was holding. Tell me if he was. I'm challenging. You know what I mean? Like, literally anything. You should be able to challenge anything. But here's what it is. Um, That's it. That's all the questions I got.
1: By the way, I was just shaming Mighty Ducks because I think I remember you telling me you liked it. That's why I was saying I don't don't get Mighty Ducks. I didn't know it was your number one. But
0: like, I, I, I mean, it's
1: It's a good way to fire up anybody my age Everyone loves Mighty Ducks Yeah, it's great Even if you that don't love it, great. it's
0: not bad Mighty Ducks. Gordon Bombay is a national treasure By the way, weirdly enough um, So I've never seen Friday Night Lights the movie But I was told recently to watch Friday Night Lights the TV show Are you are you
1: crazy? What? You guys sold me Friday
0: Night Lights the movie Yeah, but I've never seen it Hey, you know what? Doesn't it come with, uh, with, uh... You know
1: what?
0: You haven't seen it either? Me neither. It's <laughs> sitting right there. Doesn't it come with another movie, too? Like Ernie Banks or... Not Ernie Banks or... Radio, maybe? I don't remember. Like, it's a twofer? The Express? Yeah, it's a twofer, right?
1: No, it's not a twofer.
0: Nope. King sure writes
1: one of the greatest sports movies ever made.
0: Well, so I've seen the TV show, and the TV show's more like a – you ever seen Dawson's Creek? No. you ever seen, uh, like, Saved by the Bell?
1: With, like, Mario Lopez or whatever? No, you're uh, old. You p- p-
0: <laughs> sound, like, two years older than you. So it's basically it's basically a high school drama. Yeah. That the, the subplot – the subplot is football. Not the main yeah, plot, the subplot. So yeah, it's
1: nowhere near my top five or top ten.
0: What are we talking about? Any of Might the you... things you just said? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even seen Friday Lights like, show?
1: So would you know? Um, I probably should go to watch though, huh?
0: You should. It's solid. Yeah. It's solid. It's a nice. Emma and I have been watching it in bed before we go to sleep. It's like, yeah, you know, throw on an episode. It's it's interesting. I will say this: every episode, there's like a new drama plot. But other than that, it's a good show. Football, the football is in it. It's good and it's got good tie-ins. But do you ever start going through your IMDb? No, I need to. That would literally be.
1: Yeah, it's it's a journey.
0: Hours.
1: No, no, it that's a weeks type of thing. They pop yeah, up. you'd be thinking about it all the time
0: yeah absolutely
1: it's not something that you just commit one hour to. you got to like commit for like 20 minutes and then put it down and walk away
0: you get lost in there yeah yeah um anything else
1: no man opening day tomorrow it's fun because like you said like doing the tigers breakdown that like there was optimism last year it's like the tiger or the pirates are so young and they're all upcoming and the bats we have a lot of active bats it's just um we don't have it on the mound. That's the only problem. And it's that's a if you didn't know
0: guys, baseball, like pitching's important. Very <laughs> it's
1: a pretty important part of the game, and we're not good at it.
0: And the Mets have arguably two of the top five. So and they're spending an absolute load of cash. Verlander and Scherzer. Yeah, I don't know if that's arguable. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I think they have probably two of the top 3, but You could
1: argue that.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's how crazy that is. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, they had arguably I mean, top 3 closer in the game going for the year celebrating in yeah, the Dodgers. that WC.
0: sucks. That sucks.
1: It does suck.
0: But they got the bat. They got two of the top bats at their positions and they got they got arms. They got two aces, they got aces, but then again, Detroit had those aces and didn't get shit for that it. That
1: was, I think, a lot of the thing last year, though, is the Mets would pitch so well, but they struggled to bat in runs. They left a lot of ducks on the pond last year, and they struggled, to, uh, you know, but they're a good team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had a guy, um, McNeil, I think, Jeff McNeil. He led the league in batting average, if I'm not mistaken. Lindor's Brand one of the top Demo. bats at his spot.
1: I think his name is. He's okay. He's pretty
0: good. And then obviously Pete Alonzo is a home run guy, so
1: yeah, polar bear or whatever they call him.
0: Yeah. There's a bet
1: on Fanduel that says Mets or Yankees win the World Series or the field. It's like a bet they let you do right now, just if you're into the hype of the New York teams.
0: What is the plus on the Mets Yankees?
1: Mets or Yankees win the World Series, I believe, was plus four forty. That's it? Well, I mean the fi- the the field was like minus two thousand. It was
0: like super favorite. Oh, okay. So but the Mets literally... and
1: Yankees are. I mean, if you go to odds to win the World Series, I believe they're like third and fifth on the whole thing. One, I know yeah. one is Astros and two is Braves, but Braves were tied with whoever was third.
0: If I'm not mistaken, if somebody's plus twenty thousand, what's a one dollar bet get you?
1: Two hundred. Because ten dollars would get you two thousand, and a hundred would get you twenty. 000. Yeah.
0: So if so, you bet one dollar on the Tigers to win the World Series, you'd win two hundred bucks.
1: Dude, the Pirates have to have that same. That's probably like the max farthest they go. Or there might be some teams with plus twenty. Actually, 000.
0: there were there were like three or four teams below Detroit, and that's crazy because Detroit is.
1: I don't even want to take the time foodie. to guess them. Is one of them the
0: Orioles? I don't. I don't. I think oh. the worst one. Was the Nationals?
1: Yeah, they might be because they lost Juan Soto and all their. They lost everything.
0: Yeah. So one thing that I was doing when I was betting baseball last year that I will not do this year mm-hmm. is the. I think it's the spread, the yeah. run line.
1: Yeah, because they call it hard
0: M- Money line is the way to bet baseball, in my opinion. Otherwise, I will, you
1: want me to tell you my favorite way to bet baseball? Over-unders? Nope. Over-unders I do like. But one of my favorite things is if you go to any baseball game, and this is on FanDuel, guys, you can bet the first half. Okay?
0: The first half? You
1: can bet the first half, which is the first five innings. So it's the score after the fifth inning. There is no tie option. So if it's tied after five, you get your money back. And essentially, you're betting – the starting pitchers. If there's a good team with an ace on the mound versus a decent team who has like their second or third best starter, mm. you take the first half of the better team. You don't know what can happen later on. Yeah, bullpens, but it's a good way to say Shohei's on the mound. Yeah, the Angels might I'm lose in the
0: first five innings, but
1: in the last four innings is where they're going to lose. So I, I think it's it's a like um, right here you have the Yankees with Garrett Cole versus the Giants with Logan Webb. And if you go to first half, the Yankees are minus 184, and the Giants are plus 148. When Garrett Cole's on the mound, I like to bet the Yankees in their bats. Yeah. So minus 184.
0: and again, He did have a slow start last year, but yeah.
1: But again, there is no tie option. So if it's 4-4 or 0-0 coming out of the fifth, you just get your money back. It's like a pushed bet. So there's that little safety net of I'm basically betting tie or win. On whatever team, such and such a night. So, first half on baseball, I think is is a smart way to bet because starting
0: pitchers. I mean, and where's that option at?
1: On Fanduel, if you click on the game, it I says don't, I,
0: pop- I don't. I can't get Fanduel even through this. <laughs> sorry, but if you're
1: on Fanduel, you literally click on the matchup, and it's popular. Same game parlay innings first half. You can you can pretty much you can see it right when you open up the matchup.
0: Mm. Okay. well it's not if,
1: if you want increased odds you this can first, go down I mean. to first half result and tie becomes an option mm. so the Yankees go to minus 135 the Giants go up to plus 250 and tie is plus 390 like betting ties always pays the the most but yeah they, they basically have you can rebet the entire game but throw away the last four innings like all the <clears throat> alt home runs alt win margin alt run line uh yeah total plus blah blah, blah. like there's a ton of stuff here that you can bet you who's can win the world series it, this year you can bet it's even margins new york yankees by one to two runs after five innings or by three plus
0: like who's gonna who's gonna win the world series
1: the atlanta braves hmm. that's my pick i got money in it already the Braves are the team that I'm going to kind of cheer for, whilst I see what the Pirates are
0: doing. I like the Braves. Yeah, Braves are solid. That's a, that's a good. That's that's an interesting pick. Um,
1: interesting their pick. their pitcher Max Freed, I really like him. And uh, Ronald Acuna was my hottest bat in last year's MLB, and I thought they came pretty close.
0: Do you think San Diego can make a run?
1: San Diego has all the all the
0: pieces. All the offensive pieces. They got defense. They got some arms, not a ton.
1: Manny Machado. So you have Manny Machado, Tatis yeah. after April twentieth. So three weeks in. Yeah. Jake Cronenworth, Juan Soto. Soto. The other seven guys, I'm. Matt
0: forgetting. Carpenter.
1: Sure. Yeah. So he's veteran. Like,
0: veteran. They yeah. got Yu
1: Darvis, and they signed a uh, the yeah you yeah. They got Josh Hader. The elite closer uh, yeah, last I, year in a trade. I,
0: I feel like I feel like they're the favorites, but there's also a lot of youth on that team.
1: They were the sixth on FanDuel for um, winning it all.
0: There just might be too many bats there.
1: Never. Not in today's MLB.
0: Watch them trade Soto for an ace at the deadline. So <laughs> oh,
1: that Oh, uh, Joe Musgrove is their other starting pitcher, who's a dog. Benny Snell. No, no he's, he's their opening day. Benny Snell played starter. for the Steelers. His name is
0: Blake Snell. Blake Snell. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. He's their opening day, I believe.
1: Aaron, dude, Aaron Nola, their catcher. Dog. Holy – I forgot. They got – this has to be wrong. They got Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox. Yeah, not Rafael Devers. They got Xander Bogarts at shortstop. T-
0: Timeout. 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 Time out. There was. Bogarts, Bogarts played for like four teams in three days. Or no, it was. Xander Bogarts, number two. He's shortstop, but he's shortstop
1: till Tatis comes back. But they also talked about because of his speed, they may move Tatis to
0: outfield. Timeout. You mean to tell me they have Tatis, Bogarts,
1: Machado, Soto, and. and Ma- no. Yes.
0: Yes. That's the best offensive line up in baseball. Yeah, Why did they I not have, realize they and that? In their outfield,
1: they have Trent Gresham, too.
0: Gosh, that's filthy.
1: This is a team that's like, we've won literally zero things. Here we come.
0: Yeah, and they got yeah, the cash got to do it, apparently.
1: What I know is I bought the the pass, and it's like I get to watch Pirates games.
0: All you're going to do is watch Padres games.
1: Padres, the Angels, the Yankees, the Braves. Like I'm just excited to watch baseball because everyone who knows me, I got two, three, sometimes even four TVs wherever I'm at. Everything finds a way on. I'm gonna try not to miss
0: much. I do like that they got Bogarts and Soto because those guys have both won World Series, and they got champions on their team now.
1: But but they've talked about it, um, if, like, so on the show, they give people their primary position and then however many secondaries. And um, for, Tatis could play short, second, left, or right field. And they've talked about it because they have Machado and can play Bogarts or Kim. Cronenworth plays second. Kim can move to first even. But you have all them. Your outfield is Juan Soto, Trent Gresham, Fernando Tatis they can all play the field too and then your catcher nola he's he's solid and now no team has to have a pitcher bat they can have dhs off the bench so if you want to give juan soto the night off in the field he can dh as your second batter and then he doesn't have to go play the field or anybody for that matter so you're looking at tatis possibly leading off juan soto hitting i mean i don't even want to get through their lineup the padres They could absolutely win it. I don't think that's a bad bet. If you got 15, 20 bucks and you want to try and throw a long shot, probably could win two, 300 bucks on the Padres.
0: In closing, if a team no hits the San Diego Padres this year, Brad and I will do a watch along of us watching the Care Bears live on a pod.
1: I didn't agree to that.
0: But if I think on it, nobody's no hitting
1: the Padres.
0: (laughs) Could you imagine a live? Oh, I was just, <laughs> just... I'm Funshine Bear, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who's the lion? Is it—is it Braveheart? What? I'm the lion. They're oh, all Care Bears except for a lion. He's a I freaking didn't know that. lion. I think it's I not know that
1: there's a Funshine Bear because a Key and peel skit kind of makes fun of it for a minute.
0: Oh. All right, that's it.
1: Thanks for sticking along to that little 25-minute.
0: Uh, Close. Baseball. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in tons and tons and tons of questions. Lots of questions. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes
1: on the podcast, I kind of like those random questions sometimes even more than the sports one. I like sprinkling those in.
0: Yeah, I like them too. Um, Keep them coming. We got draft right around the corner. We'll be talking draft here in the next week or so. Uh, We got a mock draft coming up as well. I got to talk to Brad off of air about that and doing one of those. We have a special guest, I believe, lined up for a mock draft. So um, listen, guys. Thanks again. Me and Brad's birthdays are coming up. We ask you to do this every year. Invite people to the page. That's all we want for our birthdays. Invite people to the page. Tell them about Real Talk um, so that me and Brad don't have hour and 40-minute conversations. Just talking to ourselves. Yeah, and if
1: we do pot on Wednesday next week, which we may not because that is my birthday, um, next time we come to you, Jeff and I will be a year older, April 2nd and 5th.
0: We will be. I am getting old. So is Brad. That is how the world works.
1: Yeah, it seems like the longer you're here, the more you've been here. Yes. hmm <laughs> Sometimes you just got to break down the simple stuff, guys. If anybody – you know, half my humor is just breaking down common knowledge and delivering it in a way that makes your brain go a little bit different.
0: I actually heard this stat the other day that every team that's ever won a game scored more points. Every team, ever. Mm Kind of crazy, if you think about it.
1: And some people immediately thought of golf. It's not a team sport.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're closing with this. Who's winning the NCAA championship? March Madness. Peace out, guys. Real talk. (laughs)